quiet in the stillness I can hear your voice whisper love to me in the quiet in the stillness I can hear your heart beating over me in the quiet in the stillness I can hear your heart beating over me In the quiet In the stillness I can hear your heart beating over me We like eyes with you Jesus
I hear the sound of love When I lock eyes with you, Jesus I get a deeper revelation of what love is When I put my ear to your chest I can hear the sound of love beating after me Oh, you're a God of love and love overcomes it all you're a god of love and your love overcomes it all you're a god of love your love overcomes it all i am chosen not mistaken yes because you not against me yes i am chosen and not forsaken because you
forsaken I am who you say I am You are for me, not against me I am who you say I am Everybody! I am chosen, not forsaken I am who you say I
voices who the sun sets free oh it's free indeed I'm a child of God yes I am in my father's house there's a I think our Father wants us to declare this this morning. Who the Son sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a
closing your eyes right now. Go ahead and close your eyes. Just get really still. This is what we live for right here, this intimate time. I want everybody in this room with your eyes closed, just turn your attention with your spiritual eyes to the Heavenly Father. Just turn your attention to Jesus. Just lock eyes with Him in this secret place. I want you to have an encounter this morning with the one who loves you most. I want you to have healing encounters. I want you to get revelatory encounters, but it starts with going in. He said in spirit, those who worship me, the true worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. Go into that place with him in the innermost being of your sanctuary and start to cry, holy are you, Jesus. Worthy are you. Visualize him with your eye, your spiritual eye. See him right in front of you. Just start to love on him. And just see what he wants to show you. See what he wants to have for you this morning. Whatever encounter he has for you this morning, we're going to give you space. We're just going to play. I want you completely focused on him. Don't focus on anybody on the stage. Don't focus on your neighbor. Don't focus on anything but your spiritual eyes on Jesus. And just see where, where he takes you. See what he wants to show you. See what he says to you. Just be still in that moment. Bring it down, bring it down. Come on, I want to. God's showing me some stuff, and it's probably going to make you feel uncomfortable just as much as it makes me feel uncomfortable. Don't, lock, don't lose locking eyes with him right now. Because what he's showing me and what he's telling me is he wants to kiss somebody this morning. He says, I just want to kiss somebody this morning. And here's the problem with that, because I remember being a young boy 
wanting to kiss the first girl ever wanted to kiss. And you don't know what you do. Man, you want to give her a kiss, but you think you're going to be rejected. You think that it's not going to be right. You think she'll say no. So you step back from that and you don't actually approach her the way you should approach her. But what he's saying this morning is you are his bride. And he wants you to come boldly to him and not resist the kiss. I know this sounds weird. Look, I've never said it like this. But he wants to get intimate with you this morning. And he says, I don't need you to be scared of a kiss. Because here's what I know. When I actually went forward and kissed the girl, that was the only time I ever wondered if I could ever kiss her again because that's all I wanted to do. And I never felt shame from it. I never felt weird about it. Once you did it once, you knew you were okay to do it again. And he's saying, if you would be bold and just kiss me, if you would just be bold and come close to me this morning, you will never, ever, ever feel rejected. And that's going to open a door to an intimacy with him. Oh, man. And that's what he wants you to hear this morning. So don't don't lose eyes. Don't, Don't lose the opportunity to lock eyes with him. Go boldly to him right now. Come on, he wants to love on you. You know, I used to think that I couldn't go boldly to people because I wasn't good enough. (laughs) I had shame. I didn't think I was worthy. And he says, man, you don't even, look, he goes, I want you the way you are and I love you. Mm. That's what Papa's saying this morning. He says, I love you. I love you. I want you just the way you are. I want you just the way you are. You're accepted. You're loved. Mm. Don't back away. Walk closer. Come on. Let's just spend some time with him. Come on. Take us somewhere. Let's go.
I keep hearing this in my spirit, that we need to receive his love, that it's not a feeling, it's a fact. It is a truth that cannot be shaken. It is a truth that cannot be destroyed. It is not a feeling, it is a fact. It is a truth that you are loved. You are loved beyond measure. You are loved beyond your past. You are loved beyond your present. You are loved beyond your future. It is not a feeling, it is a fact. It is a truth that you are loved. You need to get this in your, we need to get this in our spirit. It is not a feeling. It is not a feeling. It is not a feeling. It is a fact. It is a truth. It even goes beyond fact. It is a truth that cannot be shaken. It is a truth that cannot be destroyed by the enemy's lies. It is a truth that cannot be destroyed by our own identity, our own things that we say about ourselves, our own way that we put ourselves down. It cannot be shaken. It is a truth that you are loved. 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 The Father is saying you are loved. 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 It is not a feeling. It is not a feeling. It is truth. You Thank you. 
presence, Lord, is right here, Lord. Your presence, Lord, is right here, Lord. Your presence, Lord, is right here, Lord.
How deep is your love? I really want to know. <laughs> How deep is your love? I really want to know. I believe there's a lot of people singing that. And I believe the Lord wants to show you how deep his love is. And I believe there's a lot of people that will receive that. But there's a lot of people that won't let him in. And that's what the Lord was putting on my heart. And then Mike comes to me and says, he's saying, let me in three words let me in you can't know how much he loves you until you let him in you can't know how much he loves you until you let down every barrier every guard you become vulnerable to him and you let him in and let him do what he wants to do in your heart and what he wants to do in your life but you gotta let him in He's knocking, he's knocking. You've been begging him to come and he's there standing at the door, but you gotta let him in. 
several things have been spoken to me through worship. And they all kind of tie into the same stuff, which is that relationship. And some of us have things that we think and we believe, right, stop us from drawing close to him. Right, you, you bring that in yourself. You think you're not worthy. You think you're not qualified. You think there, there's something that, that's inside of you that says, Lord, I'm not good enough yet. And because of that, you're not going to draw in. And he said, speak to that. You have the authority to speak to that. Whatever that is that's been driving you around and trying to control your life, we need to understand the authority we have as sons and yes. daughters to speak to that and tell it to move just like a mountain speak to it and it yes. will go and open your heart open your mind to him open we got man Whew. I... we got to quit fighting it we got to quit worrying about everything that people taught us about what this is supposed to look like and what he's supposed to look like and how bad he is or how good you got to get rid of everything that you've ever been taught and you need to open your eyes right now to a whole new thing and understand how much he loves you this is so important it's the first step hmm. pastor I keep hearing that um you know how sometimes we have people that come and mediate and they help us with things. So the pastor may tell you something that he feels the Lord is saying and you take that and you apply that. But today, I think he's trying to draw people in. Like, like Mike said, let me in. He wants to be face to face with yeah. you where you really have no mediator other than you are there with him. So whatever right. it is that you're carrying that is the block. He wants to take that from you. Whatever it is that keeps yeah. you in bondage, that can't, whatever lens he, you have on the enemy right. put on your eyes, he wants to remove. Come but on. you've got to let him in. He is the only way. He is the only way. You will never be free of that unless you give it to him. He's going to give you a brand new lens. You're going to be able to see through the eyes of love. He's going to break down every wall and barrier to his love. Yeah. All you have to do is say, yes, Lord, I will open the door yeah. and let you in. I don't need anyone else but you, Father, and you are the answer to every question. You are the answer to every problem. I will lay it at your feet and watch you transform my life. Come on. Right here today. Come on. Man, come on. You know, he keeps bringing it up, so I'm going to go back to the kiss thing because it just goes back to it. You know, I remember when I first met my wife like 32 years ago. You know, that first kiss was something where I'm like, okay, do I got gum in? Did I put some spray in? Did I, did I clean up? I mean, there's stuff you're doing where you're like, okay, this is going to be the kiss. could be the last person I kissed the rest of my life, right? And I wanted to come back for another one, right? So you're thinking, I got to do everything, like brushing your teeth five times before the date. You're like, is there anything caught in there? I want to get this right. Yes. And he says, guess what? You lock lips with me. He goes, I will clean up anything. I will breathe a breath into you Woo. that can make anything smell good, anything yeah. look good, anything feel yeah. good. Man, it will change you. And you don't have to go do all that stuff. He goes, because that doesn't affect me. He goes, I will affect you. 
Allow me to infect you and affect you. Man. (laughs) That's just what he's saying this morning. And uh, unfortunately for you all, (laughs) I'm not feeling like we're done with this yet. Because I think some people got to release some stuff. And we're going to sit in this for a second. And you're just going to simply sit there. Man. And if you've never done this before, I invite you to try it. I invite you to clear everything out and just spend a little bit more time with him. Empty your heart. Look at him. Lock eyes with him. Gaze eyes. Just look. When you lock eyes with him, everything changes. Yes. Mm. Yes. So let's just spend a little more time. We're not going to steal it from him. This is his time anyway. This ain't our time. This is his time. And he really wants to touch some people this morning. So let's just sit here and let him do that. Let's enter back in. And man, let's just seek him with all our hearts right now. Come on.
come on. These are the moments where he starts asking you to hand him some stuff. He says, just give it to me. Let it go. Quit hanging on to it. He said, just give it to me. These are those moments when he's sitting so close, he just wants to snatch it. Mm. Come on. greatest part about this is that you can do this anytime, anywhere. Anytime, anywhere. Just surrender and spend some time with them. Just lock eyes with them. on I pray he's ministering to you this morning I pray he's loving on you this morning I pray you're feeling that this morning look don't walk out of here today with the same stuff you walked in with when he says I can take it from you I can make it better I can change your perspective you can look at things differently you got something come here Okay, the whole morning, the whole time, and it just ties with everything he's saying too, is just, there's nothing in between us. There's no veil in between us. You know, she's singing how deep, you know, I wanna know how deep your love is. And all I could hear is, it's as deep as my blood. And the moment he took the last breath from shedding his blood, the sun darkened and the veil was torn. His blood shed, his life given is how deep his love is for us. And the minute that that happened, there was no longer a veil, no longer anything separating us from him, from his love, from everything that he has in his kingdom to give and for us to inherit. And then I looked up here in Hebrews. I'm going to read this. Oh, I'm shaking. Okay. God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it's impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge, like we've allowed him, we've fled to him for refuge. We've trusted in his name. We've trusted in his love without that veil. We can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Jesus has already gone in there for us and he has become our eternal high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Anyway, it's a great and confident hope because there is no veil. He already went before us and made the way. And like he was talking about a kiss, you know, a bride. There's a veil. It's covering. You can't kiss. You can't be close if there's a veil. And Jesus ripped that. God, Amen. like he, he ended that. There is not one thing between us. 
There's yeah. not one thing separating us from being one with him. And that is the main prayer of our, our, our Lord, our Savior, our Father, is that we would be one with, with him as he is one with his Father. So I just declare right now oneness in Jesus' name that there is nothing hindering closeness. There is nothing in between. There is no veil. And your love, Father, thank you. It is as deep as the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. And the moment that that was finished, that that price was paid, there was not one more thing that could keep us from being completely one with you. And we thank you for intimacy with you, God. Thank you for our confident hope. Thank you for our confident hope. It is strong and trustworthy anchor. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on. We got to believe that more than that. Come on. Come on. If you received that this morning, come on. Let's just, can we celebrate him this morning? Come on. We can get a little bit louder. We can, we can, we can get excited about a Sunday morning. We can get excited about an encounter. We can get excited about what he's doing. We can get excited. It's okay. Come on. Nothing stands between us now. Jacob, Jacob, I feel like I'm screaming into this thing. Can you turn this up a little bit? Maybe I just want to get a little bit loud. Oh, there you go. I think I can hear that better. Can y'all hear me? All right. So I'll make sure I'm not screaming. Man, that's a good word. That's a good word. Come on. Mm. Look, he loves us, period. So he just loves us. And we need to accept that and walk in that and, uh, and he's ready to do amazing things through us when we receive that and walk in that. So we're just going to believe that this morning. Um, man, I want to pray over these kiddos so we can release them uh, to, to, the, to, to the children's ministry uh, so we can kind of share a little bit. Uh, so, Father, just bless these kids today. Bless them, Lord. Come on, cover them. Give them wisdom, knowledge, Lord. Let them understand who they are, Father God. Give, man, just continue to love on them this morning, Father. Touch our teachers and our leaders and our pastors, Lord. Just do what you want to do in everything they do. So, Father, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. So what we're going to do is, uh, well, We've been in worship for a little bit, so somebody's probably got to use the bathroom. So here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to take about a 10-minute break. Um, we'll, during that break, we're going to receive offerings, so we're going to do that. We'll have some buckets up here. Um, let me just tell you about, uh, let me talk about the, the giving and just being part of worship and how big that is. Um, we... You know, we just believe in cheerful givers. That's big. We say this every weekend. Like, I'm like, if you're not a cheerful giver, don't give. But, I, but you do need to understand some things. God has given us a vision to touch a city, not just a city, but a world. Amen. And that does take giving. <laughs> and God has put you in seats and put you in places and put you online, watching online, and he's given you resources that are all his anyway. And he wants you to be part of something bigger than what you've been part of. 
right? So, so I'm going to challenge you not to give out of, out of religious. We're not, this is not a religious duty I got to give. This is start considering how God wants to use you. Start considering how God wants to use the resources he's given you. Because I'm telling you, what, we, what he wants us to do through us, through this family, is a lot bigger than our bank account. Yeah. Can I tell you that? It's a lot bigger than our bank account. And we don't twist arms to give. I just believe when God starts touching you, when God starts moving in you, you start encountering him in a special way. He starts releasing you from some stuff. There's some fear that drops off. There's, there's provision that he is constantly going to take care of that you don't have to worry about. He goes, when you're married to me, I am the king of everything. So, so if you're the bride of him and he's the king and he runs everything, I'm not going to be worried about some money. Right? And I don't talk about money all the time. All I'm saying is that if you believe in the same vision, then there's some, some barriers that you probably got to let go of today where you got to start. Look, I, man, I teach finances. I teach money. I teach people to, to save so much and then do this and do that. I can, I, can, I can walk through your budget with you right now and tell you where you can probably tweak some things so that you can be financially wealthy later. But what he's saying is, drop all this stuff. I need you to change your thought process right now. Because he says, what I want to do in you and through you and let you be part of it is a lot bigger than what your thought process is of how you should give. And I believe he's been telling us to give bigger. And we've been fighting it. Myself included. It is hard when he tells you to give to actually write the check. I'm just telling you, and, I'm, and this is not twisting your arm. I truly want you to listen to the Lord, but I believe there's a barrier there. And I think once we start pushing through that, God is opening doors. He's trying to use us in a mighty way, and he's going to provide for it. He did it through the people in this room and the people watching online. So we got to trust him. We trust him with everything else in our life. We got to trust him that, that this is what it is. And I believe when you give into something like this, there, there is, there, there's a return on that investment. There is. It's through faith. And, and I'm, I'm not going to sit up here and preach. If you give $100, you're going to get $200. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there's a blessing that comes with this. When you trust him with your finances, there's a blessing on top of that that comes. And there's a peace that comes with that. There's an understanding that comes with that. And you don't need to want anymore. And you don't need to worry anymore. Hmm. So that's all I want to say about that. But we're going to have that up here. We'll have some baskets up here. Let me pray over the offering and go get some coffee, use the restroom, and we'll be right back because I got some stuff I got to get off my chest. <laughs> Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you, Father. I thank you that we get to do this. I thank you that you picked us to do this. I thank you that you brought us here today to encounter you in a way that we've not seen before. So, Father, thank you for that. And, Father, we thank you for the hearts in this room, those people watching online. We thank you for them, Lord. And, Father, Father, we, we just thank you right now for the hearts to give. We're going to worship you not only with our hands and our mouth, but, Father, we're going to worship you with our finances. We're going to give back to the kingdom, Lord, and let you do what you want to do. So, Father, we thank you for this. Bless this gift. Bless the giver. We love you, Father, and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, amen. We can get excited about giving. That's what we like to do. All right, we'll be right back in about 10 minutes.
They, they just cut the music off, so that means sit down. <laughs> that was smooth back there. I like that. Good transition. Oh, can you hear me okay? Is that okay? There we go. I like earplugs for some reason. I don't know. My voice is a little bit hoarse, so definitely having uh, some stuff. What's up, brother? Come on. Good to have everybody. Good to have. How's everybody doing this morning? Y'all warmed up a little bit? Y'all kind of filled up a little bit? Look, I'm, I'm praying right now that your cup's so full, you don't receive anything I'm saying. I pray that because I want you so full of him that it doesn't matter what I say. Seriously, this is the least important part of this entire time, right? We just went through the most important part, which was just gazing on him and worshiping him and thanking him. So what I have to say probably won't be that important to some of you, but I know God wants me to say it. So therefore you got to hear it. Oh, it's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Everybody keeps coming back in. That's good. <laughs> Come on. Make yourself at home. We're just waiting on Jim Paul. He's my eyes and ears. I don't see Miss Karen. She's sick. Come on, Father. Touch Miss Karen right now. We love her, Father. Lay your hands on her. Make her whole. Heal her right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, welcome back. I'm glad for those that came back. Sometimes we lose some people in the 10 minutes. <laughs> they get so filled up, they're like, it's time to go home. We're good. And that's okay. You don't hurt my feelings with that. Uh, I think that's the most important part. Uh, so that's good. But thank you for coming out this morning. If it's your first time here or first time in a long time here, please fill out a connect card for us. Uh, let us know you were here. You can fill one out online by scanning that thing with your phone. Um, or you can actually fill one out at the connection point, uh, the big wooden desk out in the foyer. So you can take some time and fill that stuff out. It'd be nice to know you were here. So we can reach out to you. We can pray for you. We can talk to you. Uh, we can answer questions for you, all those good things. So um, please fill that out. You can go to our, uh, if you want more information about who we are, what we do, you can get it from our app. Uh, you can download our app with the same little scanny thing right there. Uh, you can scan that, download our app. That'll keep you up to date on everything going on. It also has our link to everything, so you can get all the sermons, everything like that. Um, follow us and check us out by downloading that right there, or you can just go to our website. You can find us on Facebook, all those other things that you can do. Um, real quick announcements. I want to do some real quick announcements, and then we'll jump in. Uh, the biggest thing coming up is our family gathering on the 26th of January. Yeah, come on. We're excited about that, guys. Come on. Get excited. Uh, I think we got a slide for that. There it is. Come on. It's the, the uh, mid-not-so-evil times, right? Go back to the other one. Is it just scanning? All right, there we go. Here's the thing. We do a family gathering on the 26th. And on the 26th uh, of January, we're going to gather together, celebrate an entire year, celebrate uh, everything that God's done in this last year. And in doing that, what we're going to do is fellowship, eat food, have fun, play games, um, just really have a good time as a family because that's what, we're, that's what we're called to do. We are a family. We gather together as a family, not only on Sundays, but throughout the week, and we just kind of do life together. Uh, but that's one time when we can all come together. Uh, like I said, last year we did this thing called hoe down, throw down. We brought in a mechanical bowl. That was a good time. We had a mechanical bowl. Everybody 
put on their boots and had a good time. Uh, this year, like I said, it's medieval kind of thing, so you come dressed up in your favorite attire. We're going to have one of those blow-up, jousty things where we just get to beat each other with a big Q-tip. That's the best way I can explain that one. It just sounds like fun to me. Let's get up there and have a challenge and see, see who can win. But other than that, it's going to be all kinds of good times. So please, uh, there'll be a sign-up for that so we know you're coming. There is no child care that night. And it's students and above. So it's DSM and above, or DSM. It's GPS, our, our tribe, and above um, that day. So if you have younger children that aren't in our student ministry, then please get child care for them. Uh, we will not offer that here. Reason being is that everybody that watches the kids here, we want them enjoying themselves. We want them in here celebrating with us, uh, not watching your kids. Even though, put it this way, everybody that watches the kids, they love doing it. That's, they don't not like watching your kids. But we do want to spend time with them as a family and celebrate them. Um, other than that, we have Monday night prayer every single Monday night at 6 p.m. Be here. Um, so that's a big announcement this week because I want everybody showing up on Monday nights. Um, this is huge. It's, you don't understand the, the impact it has. There's probably more of an impact on a Monday night prayer than you get on a Sunday. There's an intimacy to it. There's an opportunity to pray for people. There's an opportunity to, to, to seek him with all of your heart. And, man, we got music playing. Sometimes it's live music. Sometimes it's not. But, man, we just get to come in here. And, one, we saturate the sanctuary. We pray over the sanctuary. We pray over everything. Uh, but then we also have specific prayer requests that we talk about. And other than that, we're just seeking God with all our heart. So I challenge you uh, to walk into these moments uh, to have an encounter with him. And then our Wednesday services is all our student ministry and our children's ministry. I'm telling you, these, these guys can't do life alone either. Do not think that you have kids that should not be involved. God is working a mighty thing in our young adults and our kids and, and our children and our students. He's touching them, right? And what you see is if you looked up here today, there were students up here worshiping today on stage. And that's not done because... Because we've been, we've been planning it out for years trying to train them. That's done because we give them opportunities and we equip them to do ministry with us because that's what they're called to do. That's happening in our children's ministry. It's happening in our student ministry. We give them opportunities to be touched by God and then get up here and use the gifts that he's given them, right? So if your kids aren't involved in that, they're missing out. They're missing out on an opportunity to encounter God every single Wednesday. And Kevin and Crystal do an absolutely amazing job. Pastor Kevin and Crystal are phenomenal with our students. Um, come on. And Dana is phenomenal with your kids back there and all the people that help her. Come on. Whew, it's good. So anyway, that's, that's my announcements. Um, yeah, let me pray. Father, we love you, Lord, and we thank you. Father, I thank you for today. Father, touch my heart, touch my lips. Let this be all of you, none of me, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So uh, I don't know about you. Uh, there's a lot of people here that weren't here on New Year's Eve. Like we had a New Year's Eve service. Come on. And we had a good time, right? And God showed up in a mighty way on New Year's Eve, and I'm sorry you missed it. Um, but what was cool about New Year's Eve is I really didn't come in with something to say, but God just kind of opened my heart, opened my mouth, and I started throwing some stuff out um, that over the last week I've been reeling back in to say, I think people need to hear this. So I had to, I don't even know what I, all I said on New Year's Eve, honestly. There's stuff that came out that I can't even recall what I said, but, but he showed me a bunch of scripture and I really want to backtrack on that and I really want to present it to the family for those people that weren't here because I think it's that important. 
Uh, it's that important. You know, we've been, we've been traveling like this whole month. It's been crazy for us. So we just got back last night um, from a staff retreat where we got to take the staff up to Charlotte, North Carolina for a whole week, y'all. Look, if you don't love your staff, something's wrong because the family here, the leadership here, they love you. And we get to pour into them. You get to pour into them. What you did was provide them an opportunity to get away, right? And for us to do life together. So for us to hang out together, talk together, play games together, just do life together. That's important because what, what this is is a family. I keep saying that. This is not just an opportunity to come to church on a Sunday and see people once a week. Okay, we'll just jump into it. When that happens in life, when people take this as just something they have to do on Sunday so they can call themselves a Christian and check the box off, what happens is you're disconnected. What happens is the enemy comes in in the off time and tries to tell you things about who you are that you really aren't. And when those things happen, you feel you're not vulnerable with people you don't really care about and they don't really care about you. So what's happening is just this week alone, you know, and this, somebody came up to me in service and, and shared this with me, but I know these people and we have other people that know these people, but there was a, a, a family, right? That the, their church family, they go to a church, they're active in a church and they went on vacation, right? And somebody wanted to take his own life. Yeah, that's a, that's a downer on a Sunday morning. That's serious stuff, but they're part of a church, they're part of a family. This is where we get it wrong. You have to be vulnerable with a family. You have to talk with a family. You have to understand that if you're going through stuff, because we go through stuff, you actually share it with a family and we come alongside you and we don't judge you. We lift you up and we protect you and we guide you and we love on you. But when that stuff happens, it's because there's this illusion in people's minds that say that I'm not good enough. And if I tell somebody I'm struggling, Right? They're going to say something about me. They're going, to, they're going to shun me. They're not going to talk to me. And that's not what family's all about. That's not what this is about. And it wasn't this family. But I want you to know that we care about you. And if you're going through things, and look, man, I did 23 years in the military. You want to know the worst time to be going through stuff? Holiday seasons. We used to have to do suicide briefings and all kinds of things right before the holidays because all our guys would go off and we wouldn't get them all back. Because of the stresses and the pressures the world puts on you during this season. It's not only financial pressures, it's, it's the pressure of not being good enough. It's the pressure of not being around loved ones you've been around before right? Maybe, maybe someone passed, maybe he's not around. So what's that do to you? You start feeling not so good. And instead of going to people that you know, love you, you keep it inside. And then the enemy comes in and tells you how bad you are and how you don't deserve to be here. And then you do something that you really shouldn't do. And it affects a lot of people. Okay. So this isn't about that individual or that family. We're praying for them. Man, this is about people being honest and open. And if you can't do that with a group of people that love you, then something's wrong. And we have to create an environment where you feel so loved that I don't care if you're struggling to buy groceries, you come tell somebody. I don't care if you stubbed your toe and it hurts. I want you to come tell somebody. Because we want to pray for you. We want to support you. We want to lift you up. There's nothing too minor and there's nothing too great. 
You got to trust, you got to be vulnerable in this. You got to trust people in this atmosphere that God put you in and connected you with as a family. This is serious stuff. So that's not what I wanted to talk about, but that's what came up. So understand, this is bigger than just a Sunday morning. You are connected to a family. Everybody here is family. Everybody's here is family. And you're loved, and we care about you, and we like to see you. We like to spend time with you. We would like to do that a whole bunch more. We just got to make opportunities to do that. That's how you do this thing, and you're open to it. Look, I, my family's watching online. I love this family a lot. <laughs> and I love my family online. And, my, and my, you know, I love my family, but I love this family a lot. And we spend a lot of time with this family. More than we do with the people that are watching online. <laughs> and that's not because we don't love them. It's that we love you guys. Like this is, God put us together. Come on. <laughs> So it's just like, a, mm, it's a different love. When God puts it together, it's different. We joke all the time. We used to tell our kids, I'm like, I always told my kids, I said, look, don't you ever dare get in between me and your mom. I said, I said, I chose her out of everybody. You were a byproduct of that. Don't make me choose again. Right? That's how I feel with the God provided this. God brought everybody here. We have all been connected together. This was not a byproduct of anything but his love. And he brought us together and we care about everybody in here. So if you're dealing with something, if you're struggling, you need to be open and honest with that and trust the people around you and let us love on you. Good? All right. So if you weren't here, so thank you for pouring into the staff. That's huge. Like you by giving allowed us to go do things. And we were blessed with some stuff, but it's been awesome. It was a good time to, for us to actually connect with the staff at, at a whole nother level where we get, you know, it's different. It's different than seeing somebody at work and then waking up with them in the morning. And you're like, Ryan, your hair is a real mess. Like, like you must put a lot of product in that thing. <laughs> Ryan's always my, my, my pick on thing. But it's good. And I'm just joking, but it's fun when you get to wake up and just go downstairs and make breakfast and eat breakfast at the table together and love on each other. Um, and you have a family, a staff family, a, a, the leadership here that loves, loves each other. And we love this family. So I just want to encourage you with that. They talk about you. They talk about all of you. Man, that, that's probably the coolest part about this is when you get together, it's not about us. It's about the family and we get to celebrate that. So thank you for that. Um, but anyway... In New Year's Eve, man, God just started speaking a lot of things to me. When you start a new year, everybody, you know, it's kind of like a, this automatic transition, right? It's a good clock start. You know, it's a good restart on everything. You agree? I mean, the world sets it up that way. They do the big, it's a new year, it's 2024. So everybody celebrates that. And what happens in those moments is we make resolutions and we do all these things to say, I'm going to get better and I'm going to not do that anymore, but I'm going to do this. And, and we do all these things. And, and, and yeah, they're important. But on your list of priorities, they're probably the least thing you need to worry about. So what I tried to share on New Year's Eve, and I don't know if I did it well, was to let you know that you need to reprioritize what's important to you. And I know some of you are probably going, well, who are you to tell me what's important to me? Because I know. <laughs> he should be the one thing that's important to you. 
So what, what the Lord really showed me was that up to this point, this whole last year of 2023 was a year of restoration. It was a year of of us really getting back into what God wanted us to do. It was restoring God back into the city. It was, and we'd done a lot of work and a lot of things to do this, this, this year of restoration. But then when we brought into this new year, what he's been sharing with me is that we have a freedom to encounter. And that's all he kept telling me. And, and what that means is that I wanna reprioritize your priorities. So whatever you thought was important to you that you should have made a top priority for this New Year's, I want it to be an encounter. It needs to be an encounter. It needs to be sitting in front of him. It needs to be experiencing him. It needs to be having him touch you in a way and speak to you in a way that radically changes who you are. And that's what he spoke to me. So that's what we're gonna focus on this year is, is the freedom in this house to create environments and opportunities for us to encounter him. And not just in this house, because man, we can shine as bright as we wanna shine in this building. And that doesn't matter. <laughs> we gotta create opportunities for encounter outside these walls, right? Outside of this building. This is not about building a church. This is not about, look, we're good. You're loved here. We shine here really well. We pray for each other really well. We seek God really well inside these walls. And he says, we need an encounter outside the wall. And he goes, I want to give you the freedom to do that. And what that means is we take our walls down and we start realizing who we are in Christ, whose we are, and start operating like that. We, we start actually living out what he wants us to live out, which is looking like him, talking like him, walking like him, shining like him. And I'm not talking about being God. What I'm saying is we resemble him so much, people are like, oh my gosh, something's wrong with you and you're weird. I love that. Be weird. Be the weird ones where people go, why are you loving that person? That's what I'm talking about. It's all about his love. It's how do you love other people? How are they gonna encounter him if they don't know him? We can go out and not look. I, I did it once when, I was, when, I, when we were younger. We had to go knock on doors on a Wednesday and try to preach the gospel to somebody by handing them a, handing them a, a track. I'm not coming against that. Don't hear what I'm not saying. That might have worked for some people. But yeah, okay, let's just get real. You can study the Bible all you want. You can memorize the Bible all you want. If you never have an encounter, you're not changed. You're basing everything on what you read and not what you experience. I need, all I'm asking you to do is experience. I want you to walk into an experience. And then guess what happens? All that knowledge that you have from reading the Bible, which you should be doing because that's very important. But now all that knowledge makes sense. All that knowledge transforms you. All that knowledge starts really showing you who he is. But if you just focus on knowledge, you're focused on the wrong thing. You're focused on the wrong thing. So there's freedom in this house. And there's going to be freedom to encounter him in a way you've never encountered him before. I want there to be freedom for you to come up and lay on your face or throw a flag around. Or, or man, you want to come up here and shadow box. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. It does not matter to me if you're encountering him in a way that's wrecking you on the inside and showing you how much he loves about you. And when that happens, guess what you want to do? Man, I want to know more about him. 
Now that I've experienced him, now I've got this lens on, now I'm wearing the right lenses where I see how much he loves me. So now that I know how much he loves me and how deeply in love he is with me, no matter what I've ever done or am doing or am going through, but he loves me. Now when I read the Bible, oh, it changes everything. Because now I read it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't see love right there before. Oh my gosh, I didn't see Jesus right there before. And that's what happens. But that's not what happened to me when I first gave my heart to Christ, when I first surrendered myself, when I first said the magical prayer. I know, I probably shouldn't have said that. I don't mean magical prayer. When I came to church the first time 15 years ago, and got wrecked, it wasn't because I said a prayer. It was because he was looking me in the eyes, talking to me from the stage, and I started weeping and feeling a love I never felt before. That's what changed me, not the prayer. Okay, so I'm not going to come against the prayer. We used to do that here. I have to end every service. Okay, repeat after me, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. If that helped people, that helped people. I'm just telling you that encounter is so much more important because there's people that never said that prayer. (laughs) In fact, do me a favor. After church, if you want to talk to me about that, come bring me the scripture that tells you what to pray. And then we'll talk about it. All I'm saying is that there's people that never had to say a prayer to be with eternity with him. Right? Eternal life is being with him, knowing him. That's eternal life. And that's what we're seeking That's what we want. So I need you to encounter him so you actually know who he is. Does that make sense? So the more we encounter him, okay, let's just talk about, this is happening again where I just want to talk. So can I just ramble? Let's talk about light real quick because I'm just reviewing a whole bunch of stuff. So God is light. That light that God is is called phos. It's called a phos light. It's revelation light. That's who God is. So He is nothing but light. There's no darkness in him at all. That's God. And Jesus, who is the exact replica of the Father, right? He has no darkness in him, and he is only light. And he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So therefore, if you've seen Jesus and everything Jesus did, that represents who Father is. So if you have this duplicity of a thought process so that there's a God and then there's Jesus, and God is bad and Jesus is good, that's the wrong thought process. They are the same. They are one right? And the same goodness comes out of that. So, but there is darkness in the world, right? And we're supposed to be light because if I am in him and he is in me and all that, you know, you guys know that verse, like I'm in my father and he is in me and you are in me and I am you and we get, we're all connected because I don't want to go to my notes and dig up stuff. We're all connected. And if that's true, then his light's in us. And if his light's in us, there can't be an ounce of darkness in us. Does that make sense? How do we get his light in us? We seek him with all of our heart and we spend time with him. Like I said, I think I said this on, on New Year's Eve. It's kind of like that little glow-in-the-dark toy you got in the, in, the, in the cereal box. Everybody remember those? You get a little glow-in-the-dark toy. If you took it out and you shut the light off, it wouldn't glow. But if you set it in the sunlight and then turn the lights off, the thing glows. Right? So the more we're in his presence, the more we're absorbing the light, his light, his love comes in us, the more we shine. The less you're in his presence, the less you shine. Does that make sense? So we have to seek encounters. We have to seek his presence more than anything, right? That that's the power source. The power source is him. Does it help to read the Bible? Yes. Should you read your Bible? Yes. Do not hear what I'm not saying. 
I love the Bible, read the Bible. I got lots of them. I love reading the Bible. What I'm saying is that experience him. Spend more time, okay, spend more time this year experiencing him, positioning yourself in front of him, encountering him, than reading your Bible. But I don't want you to stop reading your Bible. So what, what's that mean? You got to spend more time encountering him. Don't take away from one to get to the other. Increase on one so that the other one's that much more important. Does that understand? You guys understand? You guys tracking? That's what I used to say in the military. Y'all tracking? We're good. We're, on, we're, we're tracking. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, so here's what I want you to do. This year, I'm going to challenge everybody. I want everybody in this room to repent. Y'all need to repent. I need to repent. Everybody in here needs to repent. And what I mean by that is the definition of repent. Change the way you think. I need you to change the way you think. That's the definition of repent. Right? And if you change the way you think, things start changing. We've had a thought process. And some of us, it's been great. We have had a thought process of God. Look, I've had an encounter this past year that's been absolutely amazing, probably better than I ever had. And I need to repent from that. Because that's old news. That's old news. Does that make sense? Like he wants something new inside of you. And if you keep living on a past encounter, right, he can't do something new in you. And if you read the scripture, it'll tell you that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. What he wants to do in you and through you. So if I'm just focused on what he's already done, and I get locked on that. That's the only thing I'm looking for. And I get satisfied with that. And he said, that's just the start. Man, that was so minute to what I want to do. So as a family, we did amazing things this year. We've, we've been in the community. We're getting ready to go into prison this year. We're getting ready to, to wreck some things this year. And that's just the start of what he wants to do. That is not where we sit up there and clap and go, man, that was awesome. I hope we get to do the same thing next year. I hope that's not even in our thought process next year. I hope that's that, that next year, we don't need to do that because it's already light. Like, like we've already come in and completely wrecked some stuff. So what I'm saying is that we have to be open to new things. Don't be settled for what he's done in the past. Right? So a new year means we get to change the way we think. We all repent, change the way you think, start thinking about him with a different lens. Okay, so I'll share one bit of scripture with you because I think that'll tie to this and then all the other 35 that, that might be in the back. I don't know. Um, so change the way you think. It's gonna be in Matthew 6. So if you got your Bibles, Matthew 6, 22 through 23. We might be able to get it up on the screen. There it is. Matthew 6, 22 through 23. Is that right? Okay, that's the one. I'm going to read from the NLT. It says, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light that you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. One more time. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. 
That word healthy, some people have a translation that says if your eye is single. Okay, that word single is hapless. That, that, that means if your eye is braided. So that eye they're referring to is a perspective. It's a lens. So if, that, if the lens that we have with our eye, your eye is what allows everything into your body, into your heart, into your mind. That is a lens. That is a perspective. And it says if our perspective is what? Light, right? So if it says the lamp of your body provides light for your body with, uh, when your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. So when our perspective is braided and weaved in with Papa's perspective, God's perspective, when we have the same perspective, everything inside of us is light. So what's his perspective on everything? What's he think about you? He loves you. That's his only thought about you. You are his beloved children. He made you. He created you. Right? So if that's his only thought about you, you have to have the same thought. You have to have the same perspective as Papa. You have to have the same thought as him. That's just in who you are. You know how hard it is to go out and do what he asked us to do? When he said, go love your neighbor as you love yourself, or he says, go love everybody as I have loved you. How can you go love everybody the way that he loves you if you don't know how much he loves you? But if you have the same perspective as him, right? If your eye is single, if it's focused on one thing, him, if you have that perspective in your life, then you're filled with light. And then when you go out, that light can wreck darkness anywhere you go. But you got to have that perspective, right? Because darkness is not a thing. You talk about darkness, the definition of darkness is absence of light. So darkness isn't even, like, it's not a thing. It just means there's no light there. So that's not even a battle. If we shut all the lights off right now and someone turn their phone on, there's light. And those light particles are everywhere. So there's at least some light in the room. So when you get filled up with him, when you have the same perspective as him, when you see things through his eyes and through his lens, everywhere you go, things change. They can't remain the same. You walk into your family, you pray over your family, things change. You walk into a city, things change. But it starts with love. It starts with believing. And if we're supposed to love people the way he loves us, and you actually know how much he loves you, then you should be loving everybody the way he loves you. Do you do that? Do you do that? Because he loved me when I, <laughs> no, I was bad. And if we're supposed to love people even when they're that bad, that's a different love. And if you have an ounce of hate in your body for anybody, you're not loving like him. So you need to repent. Change the way you think. You can love people. It's a, it's a, it's a choice. Love is a choice, period. And you can't start it off by, well, I love everybody but. And then start throwing excuses in there. Because I'm so glad that Jesus didn't have a but. That's probably not going to look good on social media. <laughs> but I'm glad but never came out of his mouth. Because I'm pretty sure I classified with that. I'm pretty sure I was on that side of things. I'm pretty sure I was the one that was going, please, 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 please. Don't look at my folder. <laughs> I have a rap sheet this long. Don't look at that, Lord. If you don't look at that, like, you don't want to talk to him about things because you're like, <laughs> and he's like, I already know. Like, I'm good. I love you anyway. So here's the thing. So that's how we're supposed to love everybody. 
That's what our expectation is this year. I'm going to raise my expectations on you. If I hear you talking about people that you can't love, I'm probably going to correct you. Right? And if you hear other people talking about people in a way that they say they don't love them, correct them. That's part of being in a family. When you're in a family, you hold each other accountable and you give us the ability to do that. Right? That's part of being in a family. And y'all in the family, like we spent a lot of time together already. I love these guys. They're bringing light to this place. Come on. Man. I'm just telling you, we love, we love you too. Charlotte, Emily, we love you guys. God brought you here on purpose. He's doing amazing things through you. Don't doubt what you're doing. Whatever bit of doubt came in, the thought that maybe it wasn't working or not, you're changing lives. He's using you to change lives. So he said, quit doubting it. He said, stick with it because what you're doing is wrecking things. Man. Come on. Come on. Mm. Some stuff you just got to get off your chest when God tells you to say something. Just understand that, that what you do is more important than you will ever see. Generations are being changed and legacies are being made because of what you guys do. So thank you for that. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. And you got, looks like you got a big family that loves you. Uh-huh. And so you all hear from my mouth. You guys are welcome here anytime you want to come. Uh, mm. Oh, man. Was that enough? <laughs> I don't think we need much more than that. I got a lot to talk about, but man, I got a lot of time to talk about it. I'll give you some more scripture and then we'll get out of here. Just so you can study some stuff. Just remember this. God is light, but God is love. He is love. That's who he is. That's it. That is him. He is love. First John 4, 7 through 8 says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. He is love. So if you think of him in any other way, that's wrong. He is love. He is love. And you should not fear him in a way that people fear him. You should fear God. You should have reverence for him. You should love on him and man, but you should not be scared of him. He is not a God that brings fear that scares you. That's not who he is. How do I know that? Because the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. And if he is love, 
then fear can't be around him. If that casts out fear, then how can he be love and be fear at the same time? Because that's, you know, the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is fear. You, f- you fear what you don't understand. He is love. You should not fear him in a way that, 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 that makes you worried about judgment and worried about all that stuff. That's not the fear you're supposed to have with him. Oh, that was just a little tidbit. And then John eight twelve. John eight twelve says Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, "I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness, because you will have the light that leads to life." Follow him everywhere in the Bible. You see it tons of times where God, he just, Jesus is walking and says, follow me. Take a walk with me. Just come on alongside me. Let's do this thing together. And when we do that, his light is in us. His light leads to life. And we can do this a whole lot better than what we're doing. And that was my whole concept is to really set this up for the rest of this year is to let you guys understand how important it is we change our perspective we got to repent and we've got to make the number one thing encounter this year. Man, the more we're around him, the more we're going to change. And there's some people that are phenomenal. There's probably people you run into, you're like, these people are phenomenal. They need to change too. We can all get better. We can all get more light inside of us. We can all grow. We can all love more. So our challenge this year is that. And that's what we're going to focus on is to put you in positions where his love saturates you so much. You don't know what you're doing. You might not get off the floor. He'll bring you down to your knees. And don't be scared of that. Man, embrace that. Like I said, he wants to kiss y'all. Embrace it. Because when that happens, change happens. When his light's inside of us, no darkness can remain in us. The more we spend with him, every bit of darkness inside of you has to start to leave. I tried to explain it. I don't know who I was talking to, but I said, it's not a good analogy, but it helped. <laughs> I said, you fill up a, wa- a cup of water and you don't fill it up all the way. You can put anything in it. If I took a cup of water and went to dump in a cup of soda in it because there was room, it's probably going to change colors and it's not going to be pure, clear water. Right? But if I don't leave any room for the soda, I'm not even going to attempt to pour soda in it because it's full. So as long as we stay full with him, There's no room for anything else. But as soon as you back away from him, as soon as you go, I'll just take a break. As soon as you say, I'm satisfied with that, I can live on that one for a couple weeks. Guess what? You think a couple weeks, pretty soon it'll be, I can do it for a couple days. And pretty soon you don't even want to do it for a couple days. You're like, I don't don't know if I can, like I encounter him in the morning. I want to encounter him in the afternoon. I want to have lunch with him. I want to have dinner with him, right? But what happens is we go, if I just take a step back because I feel good right now and I got things going on, what happens is that day leads to two days, which leads to a week, which leads to a month. And next thing you know, the enemy's coming in telling you things you ain't supposed to hear. And you start listening to him. You start listening to him. And then you start thinking that God changed and he doesn't like you. That's what happens. That's what the enemy tells you. Because of what you've done and you haven't been around me now and now I don't like you and now you get yourself better before you come back and talk to me. Think about this. This is how the enemy works. Go all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Right? They took a bite of the fruit. 
Who changed? Not God. God didn't change one bit. God created them in perfect image like him. God still showed up for a walk. <laughs> what changed inside of them? Shame, fear. He won't love me anymore. God didn't change. So the same God that loved them, that created them, that was there with them, that walked with them, that talked with them, he still showed up even though they did something they weren't supposed to do. That's why he was like, hey, where are you? How come we're not walking together today? He knew what happened. But they were so, the enemy got so a hold of them, man, that they got shame and they hid. That's all the enemy wants to do. Our job is to create light. Our job is to what? What's the Bible say, right? Okay. His will be done, right? His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if his kingdom is supposed to be on earth, we're supposed to be the ones that usher that in, right? We're supposed to colonize the earth in his kingdom. Does that make sense? Like he put us here for that. So if the enemy can stop that, the enemy wins. That's why we blank out everything the enemy says. We completely go all in and understand that God loves us. Let his love change your heart on the inside. And pretty soon all those little things that you think are just horrible, they start fading out. And your life changes. And you start looking at things differently because you're braided and weaved in with Papa. And you think the same way he thinks. Does that make sense? All right, so that's my goal for you this year. We're going to talk about this probably for a long time. I got all kinds of scripture. Uh, I want to tear into that, but... I love y'all, and I do want you to go eat and, and enjoy life um, outside of these walls. Uh, you don't have to go, though. Yeah, come on up and play. Um, we always tell people, you don't have to leave. You can leave if you want to leave. Uh, most people hang out and, and talk. Uh, um, let's all stand to our feet. Let's just do it this way, because I feel more comfortable when everybody's standing up. There's too many words spoken to me during worship about some of the same stuff that I'm talking about that God was telling people all through this place. And that's kind of why I wanted to sink in a little bit in worship and let you experience him in a different way. So we're gonna have our prayer partners. We're gonna have prayer partners. We have crosses on either side of the room. We have a prayer cross and a miracle cross. That's not pertinent to what we're doing right now, but that's what we have. Um, we're gonna have our prayer partners on either side. And if you're here today and you're struggling with anything I said, you don't feel that's you, you don't feel that you understand it that way, you don't think that's the God you serve, man, I want you to come get prayer. I want you to let us pray for you. Why? Because we're a family. And we wanna, we wanna cover you in that. We want you to understand how much we love you, but we also want you to understand how much God loves you. If you're dealing with anything, uh, healing, um, anything, finding, whatever it is, if there's something that you brought in here today that's bothering you, we want to pray for you. We want to lay hands on you. We want to love on you. Okay, that's what we're here for. If you're struggling with stuff and, well, and it's stuff that can take you down the path of darkness that would make you want to hurt yourself, we want, we want to talk with you. We want to pray with you. We want to love on you. We want to tell you how perfect you are how loved you are. Man, I just feel that this morning. Like, don't leave here without prayer. Like, if there's something bothering you, let us come pray with you. 
If you've never seen him that way and, and you're looking for a whole new experience with him, maybe you just heard about him, maybe you just read about him, but you never welcomed him in the way you should. I'm just gonna encourage you to do that. I'm gonna encourage you. I can't do anything for you in that area. I can't do anything for you. I can't pray for you to have an encounter with him. I want you to have an encounter with him. I want you to say yes and let him in. That's what the word was this morning. He said, let me in. That's what he said this morning. Let me in. So I'm gonna ask you to let him in this morning. If you let him in this morning and man, he kissed you a little bit or he hugged you a little bit or he loved on you a little bit and you felt that, that's huge. Come tell us, man, let us pray with you. Let us, let us love on you. Let us do that. Don't leave out of here with that same mentality. Don't leave out of here going, I don't know if that was real. So I don't know. We just, I just want to pray with you. Um, so Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for the hearts in this room. I thank you for what you're doing in the hearts in this room. Father, saturate this house right now. Saturate our hearts. Change our perspectives. Change our mind. Change the way we think. Man, show us who you are in a mighty, mighty way. Open our eyes to who you really are and how much you really love us. Come on, Father. Have your way in this place right now. Have your way in every heart in this house right now. Give people boldness to step out and get loved on a little bit and get prayed for a little bit. We are all family. We are all brothers and sisters. And we want to love on you. So, Father, just do what you can only do. Touch us. Touch our hearts. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. We bless you and we honor you. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Come on. We love you guys. We're going to go... We're going to play some music. How's that sound? We're going to play some music. And I want you all, if you want to hang out and worship, do it. If you need prayer, get prayer. Um, But other than that, we love you. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Um, Be blessed.